Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right, very soon to be joined by my co-host, hopefully any second now. Welcome back, Nova Ledge Radio, broadcasting live and direct. Another wonderful Friday night. All right, shout out to my family out here on the West Coast broadcasting live from the Bay Area. Okay, I'm in the Bay for a few days. So, you know, it's real beautiful out here. It's 6 o'clock, so it's sunny as hell. You know what I'm saying? People outside matriculating, going about their business, living life. The, 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 the scenery, the setting... The nature setting out here is breathtaking. You know, one thing, you know, there's one thing about nature, but then symmetry, perfect symmetry in nature or geometry in nature, that does something else to your psyche. You know what I'm saying? That that just complements your psyche in, in a whole nother way. And I've been to cities where the architecture is, you know, symmetrically centered in a way in which, you know, speaks to your consciousness like uh, Charlotte, for instance, that's a beautiful city. Um, a lot of different, a diverse architecture, use of a lot of different colors, and majority of what I saw throughout that city was very clean. It was a very kind of like pristine place to be. You know, that's what they did with the finances. So I guess they uh they got to keep that aesthetic. In, 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 in accord But out here is nature You know what I'm saying It's, it's God's good work This is crafty work Mountains symmetrically lined up The way that the trees are lined up Like everything is just art Beautiful, beautiful nature scenes And I, I drove up on a bus From Los Angeles So I got to see You know, the uh the quote-unquote countryside, the countryside out here is not necessarily country. It's a desert side, and then a lot of it is just hills. It's just mountains and ranges and greenery and just beautiful, beautiful exclamation points that the grand intelligence has left on this planet, you know, made made his or her mark. You know what I'm saying? Just beauty, un, unending beauty, you know what I'm saying, that really really has to do something for the psyche. So let me go open up this phone line, all right, for my co-host, call from the 
347 650. Peace. Peace to the God. Peace, peace, peace to the world. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to Notre Lake Radio. This is your co host, the Brother Redco. Good. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Blog talk, uh, blog talk stripping. They had a message posted when you signed into the studio saying they experienced some, some technical some technical difficulties and their they people is working on it. Yada yin, yada you. So I can't get into the chat room. I can log in, but I can't like type in the chat room. Every time that I try to refresh my page, it kicks me out. So, but the chat room is open from what I can see. You know what I'm saying? I just can't participate. It's not allowing way. guests. Only guests. I only see guests in there. I don't see anybody, you know, any of the regulars are not in there. So that to me is weird within itself. So I don't know if it's actually activated. Family, if you want to participate and just drop a, a letter, a syllable or something in the chat room, just to let me see if the chat room is actively active, you know, because it could be open and people can't drop anything like I can't. I can see the screen. I can see it being open, but that column where you type in, that's not yeah. accessible. Yeah. Oh, and they said that, that that was the issue that they were having? No, nah, they didn't say that that was what it was. They just had a posting in the back studio saying that they got some technical difficulties they trying to work on. And um, it was making it seem like, yeah, you know, they wasn't letting people host for the evening. But I didn't even buy into that. I just kept it moving. So here we are back in the building. You know, I was running through some of my testimonials by way of the um, nature, the nature landscape that I'm partaking, that that I'm bearing witness to out here in Northern California. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm speaking about the unending beauty of God's paintbrush. You know what I'm saying? The fact that he, he, or, you know, you understand what I say when I say he, right? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. You know, just that divine expression. Yeah. That divine expression of unending beauty, the way that the hills grow. You know what I'm saying? And, and everything just loops and joins into one another. And the symmetry, the geometry of it all, you know what I'm saying? Your like, phone breaking up. I remember. My phone breaking up? Or my, to me it is, yeah, it's choppy. All right. Cool. Is it better now or something? No, nah, it's still choppy. So choppy? Yes. All right. Let me do this. Let's see if I can call it from this Google phone. You heard? All right. Okay. Chat about. Come on. Look at this. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah, say something. I didn't hear you. 
Yeah, I didn't hear you. It's still choppy, though. In the meantime. Okay, no doubt. All right, family. Um, definitely, we're going to wait for Blue to get his phone right. Welcome to the program. Shout out to my Texas family. We are um, preparing uh, to do this event. We have a networking event. Hold on. You, Kelly. Let me get the address for that spot. Oh, for uh, the spot on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me one minute, family. Uh, we have a networking slash lecture coming up this Sunday out here in Houston, Texas, in the Third Ward. So we're going to give you the information about that if you're in the area. You know, definitely come through. Uh, bring your peoples. We're going to have some vegan uh, food cooking or just vegan food being prepared. You know what I'm saying? we got some raw food. Uh, we will have just, we're going to have fun. You know what I'm saying? Family's going to be in the building, and we are going to be building about all things Texas, Houston. We have a solution. Not Houston, we have a problem. So we're going to touch on, you know, a few topics and just bond and deal with the family Sunday. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody that uh, downloaded <clears throat> the roundtable show <laughs> with Brother A.A. Rashid, Cosmo, uh, Red and Blue, and a few other callers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to everybody that came on that show. That was a very powerful build. I encourage uh, anybody that's hearing the show tonight, you know, go ahead, go into the archives, know the ledge on Blog Talk. Or you can catch us on iTunes as well under podcast. You just put Nodalege in the in the finder. That'll come up. Uh the show tonight is being sponsored by um KTLmedia.com. Check us out, KTLmedia.com. That is the portal for Nodalege Media. Uh look forward, look out for the uh the new KTL Media interface that's being created as we speak. It's going to blow you away. Um, also, Ocean14Corp.com for your 7th Heaven Sea Moss and your alkaline water and your gold drops, things of that. SoulGoldBiz.com and Know the Ledge, the GoFundMe.com backslash Know the Ledge Media. GoFundMe backslash Know the Ledge Media. Uh, thank you. Uh, an eternal thanks to everybody who has contributed and uh, put their put their best effort forward to uh, help build the platform. Are you back? Yes, indeed. Y'all going to go down in history. You know what I'm saying? They're going to write your name on the edge of a mountain somewhere. You know, you're officially part of the future. Indeed, Shout indeed. out to all of y'all. Love you. No doubt. Right? I want to give them the address real quick for this uh this Gathering. Yes, it's called the Eagle Street Lounge, and that's 2408 Eagle Street, okay? So the Hey Rule is going to land at 2408 Eagle Street, Houston, Texas, 77004. And uh, the event begins at 5, and it's over around 10 o'clock. That's what's up. Yeah. Shout out to the Houston family. Yes, yes, indeed. Shout out to the family. 
Like, yeah, even being out here, you know, because L.A. Is, is a city. I'm sure that that's not a surprise to anyone. Either one has been out there or hasn't been there. But, you know, L.A. is a city. It's a valley that's surrounded by mountains. A lot of people don't make it to the mountains, so they only experience the city aspect of it. But being up north, the north doesn't have the same issues as the south in regards to the smog issues. Yes, I heard about it. Is it real? In L.A. is real, yeah. Smog is real. When you're in, when you're in the mountains, you know, you can see the smog over the city because the city is a valley, in a valley. It's like, you know, okay. a bowl. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it over it. But out it here, it's no smog. So you're just getting pure, unadulterated, you know what I'm saying, clean air. And the sun, B? Yeah. Beaming, right? Willie Beaming? Yeah, do a show on the sun. The sun, the sun is a mini, a whole other energy. And it's sending light codes to receive the information that, uh, you know, is vital to the planet at this particular time to carry us forth into this next phase of things. There's some real intense energy coming off that sun. It's like photon beams for real. Mm. So, you know, I spent time soaking it up yesterday. I got up in it today, and I look forward to uh, spending a few more days in this beautiful, you know, beautiful day. Um, yeah. Everybody that's out here in the Bay Area, I'll at me. I'm going to be at the flea market on Ashby tomorrow. You know, I'm going to stick around for the... Uh, the high road, the high road list got a high road weekend out here. Oh, the high road weekend? Yeah, it's like an arts festival, you know, music and everything. So they do major things for the town in regards to bringing the culture. I'm in Berkeley right now, you know. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm in, I'm in Berkeley. You know Berkeley? What I'm yeah, I'm on the grid. It's happening to... You know, the youth, the spirit that's out here, people actually come out here to learn. It's a lot of inquisitive minds. And looking at me like I'm an alien. <laughs> you get alien status. Alien out here, you know, but it's all good. The hippies, you know, the hippies, they got at me quick. Dude, I like your walking staff, dude. <laughs> it put me on to uh, where some of the happenings and the happenings of that. You know what I'm saying? And we got family out here as well. Put us on. What's going on uh, in other places? So, you know, that's what's on the agenda for the next few days. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, shout out to everybody who came to. Tuesday night class, uh, if you want to download it, shout out to Cosmo Pratt, he's in the building right now, matter of fact, shout out to uh, AARC, you know what I'm saying, holding it down, you know? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you seen that on Holy Grail? Huh? You seen that Holy Grail video? 
Yeah, 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 I checked that out. What's going on with that? I was about to ask you. You know? It dawned on me when he was talking about, you know, about the, the Google niggas. Like, come on, baby. You can Google something. But don't ask me that. But I don't know if it's Google book. Because, you know, I, I understand my, you know, homies on the art aspect of things, and he's walking down that road right now. But I ain't get the slowing down of Why? Why Why a car just drove by uh, playing it? And I was okay. playing it. Yeah. You know, the time is 921. Family, I need to play that number. Or 621 if you're on the West Coast. You know, that's how you do that there. Yes, sir. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, you know, I don't know, man. These days, hip-hop is just, I don't know. So I had a pause with hip-hop right now. So check out that Lord of the Flatbush. I think she's dropping new mixtape, too. Oh, what? Yeah, under the radar. Have to okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's real southern influence, but you know it's good. Huh? You're saying they got some uploaders on there? Yeah, yeah, they got some pieces. Yeah, you gotta wear something in the near future. Is there anything going on um, this weekend that you know about, like in the town or somewhere, other than Labor Day? I actually, uh, I don't, I don't know um, anything that might be going on anywhere outside of Labor Day. Um, Currently, in the bay, you know what I'm saying, and a mindful about what's going on out here. I don't really know much out of that. Hold on anybody, a minute. I can't even say drop it in the chat room if anybody else has any announcements about any functions or activities taking place that they want to inform the family. Check out the brother Cosmo Physics. Physics Radio, you know what I'm saying? Definitely want to be in the for that. I know I am. That show that he gave, um, I'm saying I want to ask. Hold on a minute. Mr. Geologist. Hello. Can, can you yeah. get any correspondence from the chat room? Hello? Your yeah. phone is choppy. Yeah, your phone is beginning to chop again to me. But I was saying to um, open up somebody else's line and ask them if they hear the same thing via their phone. Because I don't know if it's my phone or or if it's your phone that's coming across as being choppy. Yeah. 
caller from the 516. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Cosmo Physics, you there? Call up from the 516. Peace. better now? Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot better. I moved back to where I was at. I tried to get near the window. I thought that there would be better reception by there. But I guess it's so hyphy outside. So hyphy. Frequencies is wavy. Yeah. So hyphy outside, you know. But yeah, let's get into the precursor for tonight's program. This is something I've been looking forward to as well. You know? Yes, Lord. Every iota of every word being mentioned. So please, speak about it. Well, tonight, family, we are going to bring forth a new uh, teacher to the classroom. Someone who we are familiar with, but you're just hearing about for the first time. And this brother is approaching his journey from the uh, vantage point of entrepreneurship and basic, you know, just all around life development. So, alongside this teacher who goes by the name of Mr. Court. Courtney Bradley is another brother who I am happy to introduce to the family, and that's Brother Shantae Finley. And this brother has been, he's an avid listener, and uh, he's a brother who has taken the knowledge and applied it to his everyday, you know, walks of life and his journey and his transformation. He's going to share going to share with the family tonight um, what it is that he's been doing. So we're in for a double treat. Um, Like we said in the description, you know, bring your pens and your pads because there's going to be some writing to be done. If you're listening to the show via your cell phone, you may be on the road at work. You may be on, you know, maybe en route somewhere. I would encourage you to... uh, Go into the archive if you have to take notes. And uh, definitely, you know, definitely get this information. You know what I'm saying? So let me go ahead. The title of the show is The Entrepreneurial Awakening. And it's join us tonight for another epic episode of Nodalez Radio. As you welcome Brother Courtney Bradley and Shante Finley as they present their lecture entitled The Entrepreneurial Awakening Why Most Entrepreneurs Are Asleep and What to Do About It. We will discuss in detail economic prosperity and the keys to success and abundance, amongst other things. Be sure to have a pen and pad in the classroom. School will definitely be in session. This is dedicated to all my brothers and sisters that are returning to school, returning to the whole school paradigm, where, where they may be, you know, bringing the young ones, 
for their first days of school this week, or you may be returning to um, college, your college courses. Just want to say salute, you know what I'm saying, and wish you luck on this journey, these semesters and whatnot. Hopefully the information that is either in the chat room or that is um, that you'll find in the archives, I mean, information that you'll find in the archives or the information that you'll even be getting tonight. Hopefully that information will be able to um, assist you in your scholarship. You feel me? So. Welcome to KTL University. And welcome to KTL University. And definitely this will this show will inaugurate the um the actual phase one of KTL University actually becoming a true reality, okay? Like not just gonna be KTL University in name. We are going to be offering courses and classes in a classroom setting. It will be via the web of course in a webinar form, but it will be in a classroom setting and you will be uh, taught classroom style by some of our top and some of our most enlightened teachers that have been um, on our show. And those who may have never even been on the show before, you'll be reintroduced to them. Uh, Blue, I saw that there was an issue with a disconnection side of the call queue. Did you fix that? Was there an issue with a disconnection inside of the call queue? Yeah, let me let me refresh the page. Because when I logged into the back thing, it said caller was disconnected. Well, I hung up on my line and called the computer. Okay. Let me see real quick. I mean, I, I've had an interesting week with technology, so I don't know what that is. But I've had a very, very interesting week with technology, like text messages not coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm receiving text messages that it's almost as if the ones that I need to really receive, I'm not getting those. But the ones that it's almost like the ones that that. The whatever Texas, I get those. So, yeah, it's still saying something about the back. Is your switchboard on on your computer? Yeah, my switchboard is on. It's live. I'm going to do it. I know what I got to do. All right. Yeah, technology has been... You want to play a song or something while you uh, get everything together? And then Uh we'll bring on a guest. Do you you feel like playing a song? And then we can go ahead and bring in the uh, the guest of tonight when you come back. What song would you like to hear, bro? Um, Something laid back. I mean, MJ's birth, MJ's day just passed. You know, we could go there. Definitely go there.
dogs in there. about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, they, they. See the switchboard up. Huh? I said the switchboard is up. I know that. Song live. Huh? I said, play the song, man. Let the, let the song live, B. Okay. All right, family, we're going to go into the song real quick, and then we will be back with our guests for tonight. about um, the generations and to say we want to make it a better place for our children and our children's children so that they, 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 they know it's a better world for them and think they can make it a better place. There's a place in your heart and I know that it is love. Brighter than tomorrow And if you really try You'll find there's no need to cry
blow. Michael Jackson as a musician is missed for what he brought to the genre of music. Speaking in defense of the babies and the people in the way in which irrespective of everything else the people try to throw on him, take away from the music. So uh, I'm just making that known to the universe the brother that we miss. Um you know, that that that's the music form of advocacy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to that brother. Shout out to all of the musicians, shout out to you know, all the music their voice the platform. Indeed. Speak for the we voice. have our callers, we have our guests on the line. Okay. So let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and open up talk to you so we can get the show started. And your phone is a little loud, so when the uh, when the callers come on, you may want to mute it. You know what I'm saying? Or try to get into a place where there's a uh, you know not too much feedback. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and open up the lines for our guest tonight. Um, once again, I'm going to read the info for the episode. Tonight, KTL Radio presents the Entrepreneur Awakening. Join us tonight for an epic episode of the Ledge Radio as we welcome Brother Courtney Bradley and Shantae Finley as they present their lecture entitled The Entrepreneur Awakening, Why Most Entrepreneurs Are Asleep and What to Do About It. So without any further ado, call us from the 214 207 Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the family. We peace, bro. Everyone. How's everything? Everything's fantastic. How are you guys? All is well, brother. All is well. You know what I mean? We here. Just uh, in anticipation of some information, some food to eat tonight. We all at the table. Got our spoons and forks. So, uh, man, we, you know, I think we got a buffet, man. We might have to do a part two. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Let me go ahead and open up your uh, brother's lines as well. Okay. I believe I see him on the two one four. So call yeah, him on the Peace and welcome to Nodalex Radio. Welcome, 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 brothers. How y'all doing? All is well. How are you? Very well. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for accepting the invitation and uh, coming on the platform tonight. Uh, real briefly, I want both of you brothers to introduce yourselves to the family, and um, we'll take it from there. Brother Blue, may you mute your phone, please? So you said mute my phone? Yes, for a few minutes. All right. Okay. Yes, Brother Shante. I'm here, brother. Yes. Uh, introduce yourself to the uh, Nota Ledge audience, and then after that, Brother Courtney could introduce uh, himself as well, and then we'll proceed. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, well, family, I'm Shante Finley. Uh, I've called in, you know, many times on the show. Um, you know, I'm, you know, in my early 40s. Uh, definitely, you know, delighted to be here. And um, just here to share, you know, my experiences, you know, some of, I don't want to, I don't want to call it expertise, but some of the things that I've been able to um, receive in my professional career that I, that I feel is applicable um, to what I see a lot of the families trying to do. Um, you know, my background is very, very vast. Um, and with that being said, you know, I, I probably learned more from my failures than my successes. Um, you know, and, 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 and just, just, just happy to be here and happy to share what, what I think can improve uh, some of the things that we really need improvement uh, on regarding, you know, business, personal development, and entrepreneurship. Wonderful. Thank you for that, Shante. And I myself, I'm Courtney A. Bradley. I am delighted to be here with you guys. I have a ton of information not to just give to you, but I want to present to you. And I choose the word present as opposed to give because I am going to lay the foundation, if you would, for you guys to take the meal that I'm going to serve <laughs> so I am excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of what the family is trying to do. I'm a, I'm I'm so elated about what's to come. And I'm excited for you as well. Thank you. Thank you and honest to you, Brother Courtney. Um I would like to share with the family kind of the journey. Um to where we are now, and especially uh, with uh, Brother Courtney. You know, um, I've known Courtney for, I want to say, about six and a half, seven years now. And I'm knowing when we met, it was just a, a commerce uh, exchange. And our friendship and brotherhood grew immensely in a short period of time. Uh, because I made myself available and authentic with what I, where, where I was going with my my career, my frustration, um, and, and and he had an ear to listen. Now, one of the things that I appreciate and I love this brother for is that he never allowed me to enroll him into my complaints, contradiction, contradiction. And, and, and any other adjective that you want to use for not, you know, living up to your potential, however you deem to call it. So a lot of the conversations that we have are very challenging, and sometimes he pissed me off, <laughs> but without those conversations, you know, with Courtney and, and other people that I, that I look up to and respect, um, but I spent a lot of time with him, and uh, we really – really went in. And it wasn't about conscious or unconscious. It was about, you know, being true in a in a space that is that is filled with integrity. That's all it was it was about. 
with us. And from that space, um, I began to accelerate what I wanted to accomplish in a meaningful amount of time. And, and that's why we are where we are now. And, and I'll shut up. Thank you, Brother Shante. If you can as well, Shante, can you mute your phone as well? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and just go for it. Uh, I've been pregnant with this message for quite some time, and I will say that this is the time for my delivery. And what I am going to push out of me is life that will be given to you in such a way that it will enhance and expand what you want to do with your life, whether that be personal, whether that be professional, or whether that be both. Your life should and will be better. It can be better from this point going forward should you decide to absorb, digest, and appropriate what's going to come forth. And I like to pride myself to being a storyteller. But before I get into that, I'll give you a little bit of background on me. I started my career as a barber, cutting hair. And everyone is familiar with the barber industry and how they enjoy one of their mouths. Well, I'm not one of those guys who won my mouth. I'm one of the guys who just like to talk. And there's a difference. A person who loves to run their mouth just does that. They're running their mouth with no substance behind what they're saying. But I'm a guy who I believe I have substance behind what I say because I speak with intention. I speak with purpose. I speak with a, a, an expected end in mind. And with that being said, I met a gentleman just one day, just walked in the salon, and he wanted a haircut. And this time of the day, I am normally at lunch. This time of the day, I am somewhere eating, relaxing, getting, getting my head together, getting my thoughts together so that I can finish my day. But this guy came in, and because I am all about serving people, I decided to forego my lunch and serve this gentleman. And I began to serve this gentleman, and as I began to serve him, he and I began to have a conversation. And I'm telling him about all the things that I want to do with my salon and this and that and the other, and he is, like, excited. Then he asked me a question about a book, and you might want to write this down. The name of the book he asked me that I had was The E-Myth, Why Most Small Business Don't Work and What to Do About It, written by the New York Best Times bestseller, my mentor, Michael E. Gerber. So I go to Barnes & Noble after I finish the guy's haircut, and something happened. In that moment, something happened. That innocuous meeting with this stranger transformed everything for me. So I called Mr. Gerber the next day. I Googled him, rather, and I called him the next, very next day, and he and I had a conversation. And I'll share with you 
parts of that conversation at the end of my message today. And in that conversation, he had some simple instructions. And the most important thing I could have done after receiving those instructions was act. Just like the most important thing that you can do upon hearing this show, this conversation, is act. And I'll take that segues right into my story. I want you guys, I want to frame this story from the beginning. And I say the beginning not in the traditional sense of the word beginning, but think about the beginning as in a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. I'll say that once again, a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. A beggar was sitting by the side of the road. He had been sitting in the same place doing the same thing for over 30 years. One day, a stranger walked by. Spare change, mumbled the beggar as he held up his baseball cap and his sign in one hand and the cap in the other. I have nothing to give you, said the stranger. Then he asked, what's that you're sitting on? Nothing, said the beggar to the stranger, just an old beat-up box. I have been sitting upon this old, worn-out box for as long as I can remember. Have you at least once looked inside to see what was in there, asked the stranger. No, the beggar answered emphatically. What's the point? There is nothing in there. Why don't you have a look inside, the stranger insisted. Go ahead, have a look. The beggar somehow managed to pry open and break the seal of the box, and he opened it. And with astonishment, the beggar and the stranger both saw that the box was filled with gold. I do not know what happened to the stranger, I do not even know what happened to the beggar. Where is that helpful, life-transforming stranger who spoke up when everyone passed by the beggar? Where is that uncertain, unfortunate, but fortunate beggar for that matter? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I am that stranger who has nothing to give you but I have something to say to you. I'm simply going to ask you to look in a place you've probably never looked before. Not inside of a box, as in the parable, but somewhere even closer. Inside yourself. It's up to you. It's your choice, and only you can do it. You must do it. Why? Because your life depends upon it. You are not in the box that you live in. You were created to be strong, fearless, confident, and powerful. You were designed to be original, creative, imaginative, and venice to impact the world as only you can. These are the great things that great men and women just like you can do and have done. Achievements of this magnitude, although sounds easy, thought to be hard, is really neither. 
it's simply challenging and requires a conscious choice in good conscience. It takes inner drive, strength, and the wisdom of the process. I'll say that again. The wisdom of the process to make it a reality. Every day, all day, as we peer through history, we can glean from the many examples of many women who, against all odds, did the extraordinary, the impossible. We just celebrated the, the anniversary the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Here's an example that has impacted so many millions of people. Some of the examples of history may be applicable to you. Some of them may not. But what they all have in common is each of these examples, each of these people possess the ability to do what it took to not only accomplish great things, but to also become great themselves. However, the truth of our modern-day reality paints an entirely different picture, a picture of learned helplessness and hopelessness, a picture of scarcity and lack, a picture of a better future that doesn't necessarily include what's possible for us and the life that we saw for ourselves living. When we pierced, when our eyes pierced the veil of the future and saw what we truly wanted to be for the rest of our lives. Continue to take this walk with me, follow my reason, follow my logic, and examine subjectively and objectively, and you will notice a jaw-dropping reality. The lives of ordinary men and women are not a, di- not a direct reflection of the great men and women of our very short distant past. They are merely a shadow of a mediocre society that's limited by our own self Impose limitations. Most men and women do not understand the levels of greatness that they can achieve, not because they haven't tried, simply because they have no conception of the limitations they are truly faced with, limitations of their own making, by their own hands, by their own mentalities, by their own beliefs, by their own attitudes about life and how to truly live it. The reason is, a, is simple to digest and simple to understand, yet it's hard to swallow. Most people who consist of ordinary men, ordinary women, just like you, live their entire lives in an ordinary world with no thought whatsoever of leaving it. Chances are you The ones I'm speaking to right now are one of those people. This is not a judgment. Rather, consider this an observation of your unconscious sleep. And I'm simply here to sound the alarm in hopes of waking you up. The truth of the matter is, I have no doubt that each and every one of you busts your behind to strive for excellence. Of course you do. People by nature especially men, are driven to succeed and pursue greatness with everything they've got. There's a certain creativity that each and every one of you possess, a creativity that's built into your physiology and coded into your DNA, a creativity that is activated by your passion. It's fueled by your meaning. 
and driven by your ambition. And because it's that way, it helps you to serve. And as you serve, you thrive, you grow, you improve. But if you look at again, if you look at society, as you take a look at ordinary men and women, none of those traits are readily apparent. You don't see creative prowess. You see people who they call lazy, but I don't call those people who are lazy, lazy. I call those people people who have impotent goals. Because if there is no tension between where you are and where you want to be, you will not do what it takes to get from where you are to where you want to be. So you see people with impotent goals, latent talent, and mountains of untapped potential. People doing work for which there is no logic outside of putting in time to get paid to take care of what they need to be taken care of when the due date appears. And speaking to and speaking with ordinary men and women every day, I don't hear passion or confidence exuding or radiating from them from, from their being. You, you don't even hear a clear conscience giving voice to intelligent ideas when you're listening to people. When you hear most people speak, you hear fear, timidity, people who have half-developed thoughts and equally aligned actions expressed in a fearful and timid nature that undermines who that man or woman is and consequently contributes to him or her leading the kind of life that they're currently living, a life life that they're not too proud of, a life that they're not pleased with, a life that's unfruitful, unproductive, and totally inconsistent with who that man or woman is and what he or she is truly capable of being and doing. Most men and women of our day are no longer impressive. They're depressed, oppressed, overworked, overwhelmed, and underpaid. Where is their dream? Where is that passion, that ambition that propels ordinary people to do the extraordinary things that they do? Is there not an expectation to be strong, to be original, to be inventive, to be imaginative, creative, to possess that drive that gives one the incentive to be themselves? No. There's not an expectation for many men and women of our time to be particularly anything. No. These qualities, these characteristics and traits are not expected of ordinary men and women. They are the provinces of the entrepreneur. They're the ones with the innovative mind, the creative genius, the strength, the poise, and the drive, which makes them a leader. I know listening to me right now, you might recognize in yourself the qualities of an entrepreneur. Perhaps you are already on the path to breaking away from being an ordinary guy, an ordinary girl, 
a man or a woman who is deeply engaged in your own personal battle against typicality and mediocrity, striving to become something more, to become someone more. It, it's probably occurred to you, listen to me right now, the opportunity that you have today to change, to grow, and to improve. And that's the good news for most of you. At the same time, the flip side of that coin, that's the bad news for the rest of you. And no, I'm, I'm, I'm not the bearer of bad news by any means. I just know through experience and dealing with people just like you, you either can't or just won't realize that change is possible for you. Some people don't even see that there's a need to change. Some people just don't get it. Why? Because some people are just content with the way things are in their world. Am I sounding the proverbial alarm? Yes, of course I am. But this is not the alarm as you may come to think of it. Call this a warning. This warning isn't about happiness or comfort. And I know and certainly hope that many of you listening to me right now are living and leading good lives. This conversation, the one that we're having right now, is about bringing an awareness to and knowledge about creating a fundamental recognition that's simple to understand. If you don't predict your own future, someone will. And the only way to predict your future is to create it. I'll say that once again. The only way to predict your future is to create it. And as long as people, you or I, continue to live in our ordinary world, the world that either you created for yourself or the, you, or the world that you allowed someone else to create for you, as long as you or I live in that world, we will be severely limited and everything in our lives will reflect that limitation. The truth is, by making some very small strategic changes, you can pull the trigger on dramatic improvements to every aspect of how you live, the way you feel, and your impact on others, as well as your health and your wealth. It's an undeniable reality that very, 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 very few people are living the exact life that they want, and fewer advance as far as they can physically, personally, and professionally. And I know what I'm sharing with you right now and what I have in my arsenal can and will help anyone who's committed to getting to that next level in any one of those areas. It's not about where you are in the absolute sense, ladies and gentlemen. It's about where you are relative to where you have the potential to be. The sad truth is so many people have limited themselves, and consequently because so many people have limited themselves, they make up the majority who aren't living up to their true potential. But it doesn't have to be that way. So what can we do? That was the fall of the entrepreneur. That was the fall of the ordinary man or the ordinary woman. Now, here we're going to talk about 
the rise of the ordinary man, ordinary woman, the rise of the entrepreneur. How did all of this change? How did everything gravitate toward everyone pushing and shoving to blend in to be ordinary? How did the cultural avatar creative creative genius change from someone strong, confident, innovative, imaginative, adventurous, and ambitious turn into someone who's unimpressive, milk a, a, a type of milk toast individual with an obsequious demeanor? If if you look at our world today, you'll see that over time we move from being more capable to being more dependent. And the the typical people we've used as scapegoats, the excuses that we've used over and over again aren't as much to blame as we think. Does looking for a job, a place of employment, a noble thing to do? Obviously, some people will say yes. Obviously, some people will say no. What I'll say is yes and no. I'll say yes if it's a means to learn what needs to be learned so that you can ultimately do what you want to do with your life. And I'll say no if it's a means of avoiding the challenge of what that great potential that resides on the inside of you is there for. Is it a lack of time in school or any other classroom, for that matter, that has people living unfruitful lives, barely getting by, struggling in their lives, struggling in their businesses with little or no resources that they have at their disposal? No. Hard to believe that's the issue. When people, when more people are engaged in some type or form of learning than ever before, you got all of this information, Google, Bing, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you got all of this information. But yet, people are still in the same places. If information was the answer, why are we still stuck as a society? Truth is, we're not progressing because of a lack of information. We're stuck because we're lacking inspiration. And inspiration doesn't come from from knowing something. Inspiration comes from wanting something. Remember I talked about the guy with the impotent goals, the woman with the impotent goals? That's where people are stuck. That's why most people are living the lives of an employee, disenfranchised from the work that they do, feeling restricted, limited, asphyxiating in the box of their own making. There are several reasons that are typically not mentioned ranging from social pressures, self-pressure, a lack of understanding about what to do or who to do it for or where to begin it. Think it's jacked up that doing work just for practical reasons rather than reasons related to what you are passionate about and how all of that is affecting men and women. Just wait until you hear what's going on with you personally. Everything, everything in your life begins with you on a personal level an individual level. 
and I understand it may be a bit far-fetched that any of those things are affecting your life so significantly, that anything as mundane as working a job, owning a business of your own just for survival's sake is having a profound effect on your life spiritually, creatively, socially, and financially. But please believe me, I've met some people that that has had that effect upon, and so have you. Everything that you do or don't do affects your life. It affects your life both psychologically and physiologically. Every time you watch this, watch this. Every time you get dressed and drive to a place that you detest going to, every book you read or don't read, every movie you watch or don't watch is either edifying or eroding your ability to develop into the person that you can be the man or woman that you know you can be, the man or woman who is the best version of yourself. Now, you just combine that with all of the frequent bad food choices and inconsistent sleeping patterns and habits, and, and you don't notice that the elements, those are elements of a, of, of, of a dangerous recipe, some type of strange concoction, a perfect storm of incongruent decision-making, royal screw-ups to living in a world of your own making where you, where, where you feel trapped and stuck against your own wishes and you're in that box and this prison that you created for yourself, you, you, it's almost as if you've taken the key, locked yourself into the prison, threw away the key. Now you're at the prison bars asking for help, asking for someone to let you out. Couple, couple all of that, all of that with your peers and all of those seemingly innocuous choices. All of that will either be the resurrection or the awakening of the entrepreneur within you or it will be your complete demise. And I know you don't want that to happen. I mean, I don't want that to happen. And we, we, we all have seen great many women held back by limitations that they existed, that they knew existed, and limitations that they didn't know existed. And that's where the real problem is. It's my intention and sole purpose on this call to enable you, through me, to eradicate those issues and limitations from your life. And that your only concern will be why didn't you make this change sooner and why you ever believe some of the excuses and lies that you sold and told yourself. And, I mean, I, I get it. This, this, this may sound like a doom and gloom or a condescending appraisal of your life or life in general. I'm going to kill that thought right now. Because this is not that. This is not a judgment of who you are or who anyone else is for that matter. What you've accomplished, your level of success, and your level of happiness is yours. This conversation tonight is about showing you the reality of where we are as a, as, as a society. And this is the proverbial checkup from the neck up on a global scale. I've been passionately invested in immersed in entrepreneurial leadership for the past few years. 
And as I think about it, I've been walking this path my whole life, and maybe that's the case for you as well. I'm not here to point fingers to to anyone, to what you already know, because I know you're well aware of what you know. You already know that what you know has gotten you to where you are right now. And I'll say it this way. Where you are right now and where you want to be in your future, where you want to be three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, you can't get there from here. If here is where you are and there is where you want to be and everything that you know has gotten you to this point where you are right now, you can't get there from here. There has to be a a shift. There has to be a, 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 a decision, a choice that needs to be made that can take you above, that can take you around or through this apparent stuck place. And the solution that you and I have probably been looking for all our lives and at this present time, we come to realize, I mean, I realized it myself, that it was right under my nose all the time. And the only reason things didn't change for me, and it may be the same for you, the only reason why things haven't changed for you is because you've been going down on the wrong path. I'm reminded of the my favorite movie is The Matrix. And every time I watch this movie, I see, see something different. And what comes to mind right now, I'm seeing Neo, Trinity tracking Neo down, and they got him in the car, and they're trying to get this thing out of his stomach, and he doesn't want to participate, and he, he's getting out of the car. And Trinity says, Neo, what are you doing? You don't want to go that path, down that path because you already know where it leads. You already know where that's going to take you. And even if you take a different route, it's still going to take you to the same place where you've been, his home. So Neil had to do a self-analysis. He checked with himself, like, uh, I think I'm going to do something different. I don't know what's ahead, but I know what's what's been, and I don't want what's been, so I'm going to do something different. And that's what he did. Neil chose a a, a different path, a path that compelled him, pulled him out of his comfort zone. It pulled him out of his familiarity. And it pulled him out of his own convenience. And those, ladies and gentlemen, the comfort, the familiarities, and the conveniences that we have in our lives are the real culprits responsible for all of the choices and decisions that have short-circuited our creativity, desensitized our imaginations, and blinded us to our abilities and capabilities. More importantly, no one has seemed to pay attention to the stealth bomb of indifference that we ourselves dropped when we advocated our responsibilities and accountabilities to others. It's your personal responsibility. It's your personal accountability to lead your life, to create the life you want by designing it the way you want it to be, not living it depending upon someone else to lead it for you, 
by the soul. Responsibility and accountability is what gives you control. It's what makes you an adult and not a child. It's what enables you to become an entrepreneur. What is an entrepreneur? Why are so few people truly entrepreneurs? I'll ask both of those questions. An entrepreneur is an inventor, a creator. And to be creative means to find a solution, to improve, to invent, or to reinvent. A creator shocks. He or she awes. Creativity is epiphany's soulmate and delights in the company of inspiration, imagination, eccentricity, expression, awareness, beauty, passion, and honesty. And that's just what I hope to deliver to you on this call. All of you, each and every one of you that I'm speaking to right now, are creative. Each and every one of you have an entrepreneur within you, that creative instinct, that creative spirit. And you're going to learn all about what awakened entrepreneurs really do and how they do it and why that's so important for the world. I'm here to talk about entrepreneurship. You're here to talk about entrepreneurship in a significantly different way than entrepreneurship has been talked about before. Entrepreneurs are not who you, who you were led to believe they are. Entrepreneurs are not the people who own small businesses in these United States or anywhere in the world or any other country on the face of this earth because most people who own small businesses own them because they were started by entrepreneurs who thought they were entrepreneurs when they started their business. But we have learned, I have learned to categorize them as technicians suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure. They were the, the people who were producers, the doers, who if they went into business, went into business to build, to become their own boss. And they became their own boss, and suddenly they realized and recognized that they were working for a lunatic. Most small business owners are absolutely out of control. Most small businesses are absolutely out of control because they went into business for the, very, for the wrong reason. They went into business to give themselves a job, a job in which they would be self-employed, a job in which they would escape from the boss, a job in which they could escape from the system, a job which, in fact, would allow each of them to escape from the people who didn't understand what, in fact, these, these individuals, the people who went out on their own in this cruel, cruel world, were truly looking for. What are we looking for? What do we want to have in our lives? Hopefully you guys are coming to understand what this conversation about entrepreneurship really is about and why it's so critical that you and I understand it. An entrepreneur is a creator. And I'll say this, that each and every one of us are born in the image of God which means we're born to create. We're born to create a new world, to, to, to make this planet, this world, a better place because each and every one of us possesses a solution that no other person has. And our struggle is we don't know how to, to take this 
solution in the form of an idea and make it into a viable, economically viable solution. We don't know how to do that. And because we don't know how to do that, we become stuck. Stuck in old habits, old opinions, old prejudices, old paradigms, and old thought patterns. Constantly wondering, what's next? What am I here for? Why am I doing this? All the time experiencing unfulfillment, lack, and pain, and frustration because we haven't made that connection. And this probably sounds like a terribly, terribly despairing view, but it's not nearly despairing at all. The state of the world, the state of our communities, the state of our lives as individuals is a is 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 in disarray. It's totally stuck. Of course, I'm not talking about you because everything that you do in your lives is just fine. I'm talking about the rest of the world. The fact is that many of us we say to ourselves, and we don't say this out loud, but we say something like, "I'm getting older." Everybody knows. I'm getting older. Everybody sees. Is this why I went to school? Is this why I studied? Is this what I expected to happen and happen? I mean, look at it. How in the world that, how in the world could we have allowed ourselves to become so complacent how could how in the world could our country be in the state that it's in right now and it's probably obviously getting worse and it's not getting better contrary to what we're told but I ask that question how in the world could we allow this to happen and quite naturally you don't believe that you did it and I don't believe that I did it no one individually believed that they did in fact, someone else did. It's the government. It's the House. It's the Senate. It's the President. It's the executives. It's the judicial system. It's something other than us. And if they only got their act together, everything will be fine. Do you really, really, really believe that? Don't you understand that this is your job? Don't you understand that this is my job? Don't you understand that no one is going to do anything for you other than to turn you into a consumer, other than to ask you to believe in them, to express ideas in which they want you to believe in? And if you were to quantify the validity or the invalidity of those ideas, you would see that they're far, far, far from the truth. I'm I'm not on this call tonight asking you to be a believer in Michael Gerber. I'm not even on this call to ask you to be a, a believer in me. I'm not asking you to give your trust to either of us. I'm asking you to believe in you. I'm asking you to trust yourself. I'm asking you to believe in the creator within you. Ultimately, what I'm asking is for you to awaken the entrepreneur within you. And that's why Michael 
created the dreaming room. The fact of the matter is, all, with all small businesses, the business owner makes the mistake of thinking that his or her business is her life. And I try to tell people when I'm having a conversation with them that your business is not your life, that your life is your only business. And to the degree that you do not understand how to invent and create a new life that operates with a degree of passion, creativity, imagination, then your life will fail to give you what your life was truly meant to give. I'm not suggesting to you rhetorically that I'm, 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 I'm simply trying to give you an, a, a shock that will catapult you out your sleep so that you can embrace a process whereby you can create everything that you want for your life. Life itself is made up of systems. You got the solar system. You, 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 you guys, we have some pretty knowledgeable people on this call, so you guys know about systems. And if this world is made up of systems and your body is made up, made up of systems, then you have to look at business as a system. And that's, what, that's exactly what Steve Jobs knew. That's exactly what Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, knew. And that's exactly what Ray Kroc said to every one of his franchisees. Ray Kroc, 52 years old when he started McDonald's. Think about it. I don't know if you're pretty familiar with that story, but he walked into a McDonald's trying to sell them a multi-mixture malt machine. He was so infatuated with what he saw that he convinced the McDonald's brothers to give him the franchise rights to McDonald's, and they did. And Ray Kroc went back to this Plains, Illinois, 52 years old. What's your excuse? What's your problem? And he went to work on that first McDonald's on what he liked to call his franchise prototype. Please stay with me here. Listen to this story. This story will change your life just as it changed mine. Ray Kroc went into work. He went to work on McDonald's, not in McDonald's. The difference between an entrepreneur and a technician suffering from an entrepreneurial seizure, a small business owner who starts the business without any idea of what he or she is really doing, what they're really doing is wanting to become their own boss, to go out on their own and take in all the money. They go to work in their business, doing it, doing it, doing it, busy, busy, busy. Ray Kroc went to work on his business, not doing it, never made a hamburger, never made a french fry, never made a milkshake. No, the entrepreneur doesn't do that. The entrepreneur does something completely different. The entrepreneur becomes a master of business design. And that's what you're going to be introduced when you, when you begin to work with me. A process that has been applied and developed for over 40 years with every kind of business imaginable, high-tech companies, low-tech companies, no-tech companies, service businesses, professional service businesses, unprofessional service businesses, you name it, it's been done. All that to 
trust them the way those owners of those small businesses think about what a business is and what one isn't and what they see when they're looking at the business of their own. <clears throat> this is this is very, very important here. You're going to have an epiphany if you allow yourself to. You're going to wake, awaken to a reality that's completely unique from your perspective if you have not already been thinking about this, engage with this. And that's why there's a sense of urgency and passion in my voice because you'll finally be able to do that you'll finally be able to do what you think you couldn't do. I said it earlier, a business is a system. And life is a product of one's understanding of systems thinking. Bear with me here. There's a way to do everything on the face of this earth. And if there's a way to do everything on the face of this earth, there's a better way to do everything on the face of this world. And if there's a better way to do everything on the face of this earth, there is the best way to do everything on the face of this earth. And we don't know what the best way is. Only God does. But I will guarantee you that every individual, every new entrepreneur, every old entrepreneur, every experienced entrepreneur, every inexperienced entrepreneur is constantly in search of the best way. Why? Because people are wired like that. Our problem is that we quit. Your problem is that you may have quit. You quit the call. You turn your back on the passion that every single one of us was born with that ultimately gets killed in the traction of the reaction that each and every one of us has, that wanting to keep ourselves and everything that we own and everything that we have acquired safe. And in exchange, we give up our true passion, our true joy, our true right, and our true opportunity as individuals by electing to become consumers rather than creators, by dispelling any and all compelling reason inside of ourselves to create something outside of ourselves that has never been created before. And in the process, we give up life. It's astonishing to me to see how we accept our limitations, how inhibited we become to do anything that we deem to be unsafe. And that's what the work I do is all about. That's what the dreaming room is all about. It's about a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind. The dreaming room says, you have the opportunity to dream. You have the opportunity to create. You have the opportunity to awaken the entrepreneur within you. And as you begin to do that, you're going to discover something totally, totally astonishing. You're not going to to learn how to do business as usual. You're going to discover how to invent a company of meaning. What do I mean by that? When most people think of entrepreneurs, they think of money. They think that entrepreneurs are only interested in one thing, and that's getting rich. Those people, they, 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 they call themselves the millionaire next door. And I'm here to tell you that that's absolutely the opposite of what I'm speaking about here. What I'm saying is that all of your businesses, all of the companies, 
all of these entrepreneurial enterprises that will formulate, be conceived, be grown, be developed, be launched, are truly going to have a profoundly positive impact on the nature of our world only to the degree that we pursue meaning. Why do I say that? I say that because a venture capitalist would ask you, what's the meaning of your company? Not the money of it. Just as I would ask each and every one of you, what's the meaning of your life? Not the money of it. What do you get up every morning supercharged to do? What do you go to bed every evening supercharged to think about? What are your dreams? What is your imagination doing as you begin to look out in the world and you see the pain that people deal with every day that's absolutely unbearable to those people? That's an indicator for you. If you're moved with passion and compassion to bring resolution to a pre-existing problem, that's a cue. That's an indicator. You sometimes say to yourself, man, something's got to be done about that. And that's the sole purpose of connecting with you tonight, to enable you to understand why so many entrepreneurs are asleep and what you can do about it, to demonstrate to you and through you that opportunities are galore all around you and to show you the way that you can do what you thought was once impossible. To connect with your heart, to connect with your spirit, to connect with your soul, to connect with your creativity and imagination. Don't get it twisted. When I say this is not about money, don't get it twisted. Most definitely, oh yes, entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, do create revenue, they do create profit, they do create equity, they do create something significantly grander and greater than anything they've ever thought possible. But in my world, but in the world of the new entrepreneur, as I know and see and understand it, they get to do that in a way that they've never, never done that before. And I know you're probably asking yourself, how is all of this possible? And I say to you, Welcome to the welcome to the dreaming room. Welcome to the only entrepreneurial incubator of its kind. Over twelve weeks, three hours a week, in an intense session led by me, who before I began to do this work was exactly where you are, perhaps thinking the way you are. I had no idea of how I was going to get any of this done. But the system that's so brilliantly designed and spectacular it enables anyone who has the appropriate character, the appropriate passion, the appropriate meaning and desire in their life to have a profound impact upon the people in the world, just as Red and Blue has had with you. Can I trust Red and Blue? Absolutely. Can Brother Red and Brother Blue trust me? Absolutely. Why? Because we're committed to the very same thing. We're committed to transforming the way you think about business and enabling you to truly build the life and the business that you can be proud of. 
the beauty of what I do, the beauty of the dreaming room, the beauty of being with you here tonight is that we don't have to fix a broken business, but we can fix a broken or soon-to-be-broken life. You, I, we can create something spectacular together. And I have no idea what that's going to look like, and neither do you. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why I say it's a blank piece of paper and beginner's mind, because we're going on an adventure together. We're going on an odyssey together. If you can muster the passion to begin your life anew. No small thing that. Very big thing. You can't be cynical because you will not do this. But you can be skeptical because skepticism is healthy. It leaves, it leaves room for a question as opposed to a dismal answer. Cynics are already burned up. There's nothing left for a cynic other than for them to live out their years. But there is something for a healthy skeptic. And I hope you're skeptical. But hear me. If you are skeptical, then be ready to look at the evidence of how the work of awakening the entrepreneur within has had and is having a profound impact upon the world and the world around you. All I'm doing is speaking from my heart, from my passion, the opportunity to bring something to you that I was introduced to when I first became aware of the nature of the work my mentor, Michael Lee Gerber, was doing. It's a system, stupid. <laughs> That's what the saxophone teacher said to him. It's a system, stupid. That's what his sales manager said to him. It's a system, stupid. That's what his framing manager said to him. It's a system, stupid. It's what Mr. Gerber said to me. Become a master of the system, Courtney. Become a master of the system. And the music of your life will show up. Well, I'm saying the very same thing to those of you on this call. Simply open up your hearts and your minds and simply say it to Brother Red and Brother Rue, let's do it. Open your hearts and open your minds. Open your imaginations and get rid of every belief you have about how things are done in the world because what you're going to discover is that nothing you believe is true. And certainly, nothing you believe about yourselves is true. And certainly, because nothing you believe about yourselves is true, then what's going to happen in the dreaming room is a continuous surprise. What goes on in the dreaming room? People are so moved by what they discover. What did they discover? Did they discover Michael Gerber? Did they discover Mr. Bradley? No. They discovered themselves. They discovered a avenue to create something that they never thought they would be able to create. And I'll just talk about one of my personal experiences as a excuse me, participant in the dreaming room. I was astonished by what came up within me because I came face to face with the reality of all realities. And that reality was, all of a sudden, I was living my life on all cylinders. It's almost like being a V12 engine, and you're only using two cylinders. Well, 
when I became introduced to this process, every cylinder I owned became active. And when I started moving and and, and, and everything started going on all cylinders, I became so much stronger, so more so much more confident. I wasn't lacking confidence. What I was lacking was a way to get things done. And since we are here at the beginning, this this sacred space and time, I'll say to you what God said when he sat on the circle of nothing and created everything. Let there be light. Open your hearts, open your imaginations. Say to Brother Red, say to Brother Blue, let's go and do it. I mean, my God, <clears throat> Some, so many people have done so little with their lives, like what I'm talking about. If what I'm saying is true, then this has to be the most important thing that you could ever do. Hear me. Hear me. It is. So that's all you need to know. There's nothing else to know. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing I can prove. Because once again, it's a big piece of paper and beginner's mind. I just challenge each and every one of you to step up, to step out and commit. And I'll end right where I began. A beggar was sitting by the side of the road. He had been sitting in the same place, doing the same thing for over 30 years. And his entire life changed when he encountered and had a conversation with a stranger. Brother Red, Brother Blue, I want to thank you both for again spending your time with me. And I also want to thank Brother Shante and everyone on the call for taking time of their schedules on this wonderful Friday night <laughs> when we could have been doing so many other different things, but we, we have chosen to come here together. Yeah. I want to now turn, I want to turn things back over to you. Yes, sir. Hold Red, on. Real quick, got to give you your... <laughs> All right, I want to keep things going. Uh, as can we have a testimonial from Brother Shante before we get into our callers? Yes, let's do that. All right. Well, um. I just want to say that, you know, <clears throat> this this story I'm very familiar with. And, you know, something that Courtney used to say to me all the time, is like, Shante, I don't doubt what you know, your expertise. You know, he would always commend me on my business knowledge. And, you know, he'd always say, you have a, a millionaire mind. But once again, the question um, – 
that he would ask me. It was about what I didn't know and what I was willing to embrace um, in that conversation. So, you know, the journey, I, I would say the real journey started about three years ago when, when Courtney and I really started having a serious conversation about business and some of my ideas that I that I had. Um, and, and I want to give a special shout-out to uh, a dear friend, Greg Sims, who has been on this journey with me also. Um, and he's one of my old coworkers and basketball buddies. We've, we've grinded on the basketball court many times. We've coached together. We've done a lot of things. So, you know, I have to give, you know, credit to uh, other people also. So uh, shouts out to Greg. But within this conversation with Courtney, I didn't understand at the time what I needed to do, you know, and I knew what I knew, but I didn't know how to incorporate it at all. You know, my expertise is taking a business and quantifying that business, measuring that business. Um, you know, and those are some of the tools that I wanted to share with the family tonight, and, and hopefully we can have another show for that to where you can identify gaps and, and, and all these different things that, that it takes for a business to run. But I didn't know how to start, you know, with that blank piece of paper. And as creative as I as thought that I was, um, I was still lacking in courage, you know, and um, and the willingness, I would say, to stop worrying about how I look and start worrying about how I live. And once I began to do that, um, a lot of things started to unfold with me. Now, you know, I mentioned um, Tuesday night that, you know, I definitely give honors and thanks to, you know, Ra Kuhu, you know, brothers like A. Rashid, you know, Brother Polite, uh, for the many shows that they have done, and on a personal level, you know, uh, some of the things that I've, you know, conversations I've had with Ra Kuhu, and so on and so forth, and, and Dr. Gabriel. But what happened was I just came to a point about six months ago, all the ideas, all the failed, you know, um, businesses that I have tried to start before, I, I just came to a point to where I just sat down with a blank sheet of paper. And I began to have dialogue or monologue with myself on what I wanted to create. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's that's all it is. And then I entered into a, a dialogue with, you know, Brother Gabriel and and, and read, you know, uh, some of the other uh, entities that I felt would help me, you know, grow this concept and this idea. Um, and with that being said, so many things have accelerated in my business and the model that I'm building uh, with my partners that it, I can't even keep up with it. And, you know, once again, Courtney reminded me yesterday, he says, continue to work on the model, continue to work on the system, because if, it, if you don't, the business will swallow you up. And that's the main thing that I work on day in and day out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm up 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, the thing that, you know, Courtney said about being so passionate about something to where you go to sleep thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to uplift humanity. That's my purpose for creating a business. Uplift humanity. 
to give people an opportunity to express themselves in a way they never been never have been able to express themselves, to give people an opportunity to learn something that they never have been been able to learn, to give people an opportunity to grow in a way that they've never been able to grow before. And I felt with my knowledge, expertise, background that I could do that, but once again, it took that blank piece of paper, that conversation, that authentic conversation um, to get that started. You know, so I say honest to Courtney. Um, and I guess I will go ahead and mention that, you know, what we are um, generating, um, what I have started is a staffing and recruiting company um, that will, we will dive into the healthcare arena, the mortgage arena, the uh, audio-visual production arena, and the IT arena. And, you know, hopefully by my goal, by October the 1st, between October the 1st and uh, the 15th, I will be able to start interviewing, you know, people who are on this call um, for a couple of positions of account executives to where I will train you um, how to be, you know, in this, in this line of work in this business. And it, 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 it opens up, you know, a wonderful experience of meeting great, great people who are very, very successful in their specific field uh, or career. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my goal. Um, business has already started uh, prematurely. <laughs> um, I got some great news earlier this week, you know, about uh, one of uh, a client that I've already closed. So, you know, with that being said, I'm, I'm amazed at what has trans, transformed for myself, you know, for my partners, um, and it's just in, in my life. You know, um, years ago I used to be an operations manager for a fitness center, L.A. Fitness Fitness Center, and my district manager, a guy by the name of uh, Bob Vandercook, he told me something that was so imperative, so important, you know, and he said, listen, he said, Shante, you know, he walked in, you know, he, he did my, my review and so on and so forth, and we were talking about measuring performance and improving and structure and all this. And he, say, he said to me, he says, what you'll find as you become a better operations manager in this particular field, you will operate your life better because the things that you're doing at home will resonate to what you're doing in business and vice versa. So if I needed to improve organizational skills, you know, in my business, I couldn't do it if I wasn't doing it at home. And I began to see how those things interrelated. So once, you know, I had that conversation and, and Courtney and I met and began to have this dialogue, I was kind of prepared because I, began, I already understood the significance of the business reflection of you. So... You know, you know, that's where I am right now, um, and I have other great things that I'm, I'm going to be building. Um, staff and more professional services is just one aspect of it, but we're going to continue to grow and continue to build models that can be duplicated. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Is the brother Courtney still there? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, before we go to the call queue, I have some questions on my own. This is Brother Blue Pill. Peace. Peace, Brother Blue. Indeed. Now, maybe the answer for this question is something that comes about, you know, in the dreaming room, you know, do a little bit more analysis and, and digging deep, but I'll ask it for the sake of not only myself, but I'm sure that there are family and audience that can relate. What about the overactive mind, the person that creates every chance they get? Uh, they wake up with new ideas, and their life is such an inspiration to them that every time that they encounter something, it's not that they're not thinking about what the initial original idea is, you know, it, it just starts interconnecting to so many other things and when you put out the notebook from two years ago and you start drafting those ideas up again because you finally found the resources or the materials that can bring forth that idea from ten years ago. So what advice do you have for the over creative mind? Brother Courtney? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can you hear yes. me? Oh, perfect, perfect. The advice that I would give to the person who's called, who you call over-creative is to focus. Everything has a beginning. And every extraordinary entrepreneur, every person who has ever done anything valuable or recognizable in our society as having an impact upon people possess an extraordinary ability to focus. And I'm going to give you the five essential skills that you need to build or direct your creativity. That's the skill of concentration. And the skill of concentration is coupled with the skill of discrimination. So you have concentration, you have discrimination. Then you have organization. After organization, you're going to need innovation. And one of the connecting or finishing touches to innovation is having the skill of communication. And you're probably asking yourself, well, what's the skill of of concentration, or that's your ability to focus or skill of focus. And focusing in these days and times are real hard. They really are. Because you have so many things, so many people competing for your time and competing for your attention. So what you're going to need to do is find or or create some space to create. And that's what the dreaming room is about. It's about intention. It's about giving you that platform whereby you as the entrepreneur as well as your ideas are both debated. So you exercise that that skill of concentration. And the skill of discrimination is the skill of choice. That's what you choose to focus upon. 
without the skill of discrimination, you can have all the concentration you want. It won't even matter. And it's picking that one thing, the one thing that you could absolutely throw your whole life toward accomplishing. And in the process of throwing your life toward that very one thing that you want to accomplish, all of those other things that keep coming up that are subsets of that one idea, they will become aligned and with, with that idea. So concentration is the skill of focus. Discrimination is the skill of choice. Organization is your ability to turn chaos into order. To bring something that, to bring all of the pieces of the puzzle together. And when you say over creative, you're talking about an, an influx of ideas, that ideas that come from this way, that way, the other way. I, I don't know who has their phone I'm unmuted, but can you really, can you mute your phone, please? Perfect, perfect. So you have concentration, you have discrimination, you have organization, you have concentration as the skill of, 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 of focus, you have discrimination as the skill of choice, you have organization as the skill of turning chaos into order. And when you speak or mention of over-creative, that's what I hear. You have an influx of ideas that are coming in one after the other. When you get started on this, you get started on that because this looks appealing just like that was appealing, and you don't know what to focus upon. And the skill of discrimination and the skill of concentration as well as the skill of organization will show you exactly how to appropriate your focus, to appropriate this, how to solve this problem, if you would. Innovation is the best way to skill. That's what I mentioned when I said if there's a way to do something, there's a better way to do it. And if there's a better way to do it, there's the best way to do it. And if there's the best way to do it, we have to find out what the best way is. And that process, that that incubator, that entrepreneurial incubator is is there to do just that. To give you a place to exercise all five essential skills. And the fifth and final final uh, uh, skill is the skill of communication. That's your ability to to communicate. So being over-creative may sound like a problem in one context, but in another context, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to take all of that creativity and funnel it, funnel it in a way that will give you the clarity that you need to do what you you are impassioned to do. Brother Blue? Hello? Yes, brother, I'm here. I just oh. had to mute my phone. Got it, got it. Did I uh, did I answer that question for you? You absolutely did. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. You made a lot of sense. 
I was even to make I was able to make some changes even while I was listening to you. Um mm. which is a wonderful thing. Brother Shante, I want you to talk a little bit more elaborately on the point that you were touching upon when you said that one's business reflects on a personal life and vice versa. You know, and maybe okay. it's an extension of what Brother Courtney shared in regards to these five skills. But can you well, speak on that? You know, when 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 one notices that, you know, one of them are out of whack and it's affecting the other. Oh, of course. Um I was you know, I I see it all the time. I you know, I used to experience it myself. Um and, and a lot of times, and I'm just speaking from my experience and what I've had to do, um, I've been very fortunate to go through, um, I've been in a lot of leadership positions in, quote, unquote, corporate America. Um, I've been very fortunate to be put through a lot of different training. And there's a whole lot of cliches in corporate America. You know, uh, you coach your people up or you coach them out, uh, things like that. So what I, what I would always see is, I would always try to understand how to measure people's performance. And I'm going to give you a simple formula. If you take a sheet of paper and you write skill on one side and draw a line next to skill, and you write attitude on another side, and you was to rate, and this is for if you, quote, unquote, own your own business or if you work for someone, if you was to rate your skill at that said position or at that said company that you own, how well do you feel that you, how much knowledge you have and how well do you feel that you're able to execute at a, such a high level between one and ten, one being the worst, ten being the best? If you say, I know my stuff, you know, hands down, I know what I'm doing, so on and so forth, that's a nine. You give yourself a nine. Now, if you say my attitude about my job or my business, and you can have subcategories, whatever, we're just speaking in a whole right now. If you say my attitude, uh, when I get up and go to work or when I have to, when I got to order, you know, for my product or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's a seven. Okay. So nine times seven is 63, correct? If my math is correct. Well, you're functioning at a 63% of 100% level of your job or on your business. And when I begin to understand how to measure things, I used to use that in my home because, you know, one thing that we have to get out of, we're very good at using stats and data to prove a point when we're arguing about religion, you know, history, sport, so on and so forth. Sports, but when we're talking about business, a lot of the quote-unquote conscious community, we shirk away from statistics. We shirk, we shirk away from really being true, and as we say, do the knowledge, do the math, so let's do the math. Because if you measure yourself on just that, and that's just a simple formula. You know, I can go, I got tools and on and on and on about, you know, stuff like that, but that's just one thing that I would use to kind of measure where I was in my business, and measure, I would take a temperature. You know, it's like when you're doing a sales presentation, you know, or you're doing a speaking engagement. 
you know, when I first started training in sales, they said you have to take a temperature of the room, take a temperature of your audience. When I used to come in my house, my home, I would take a temperature. You know, right. I, I, you know, what am I really doing? What am I really yeah. accomplishing? Yeah. I would, and I would, and I would measure that. Because anything that you're let's doing, hold, let's hold a thermometer right there. Let's freeze it at 32 degrees. <laughs> we gotta go into this meditation. So excellent. I mean, press the pause button. And this one is special, family. Tonight's meditation is, of course, to open up and further receive the information that's been imparted on us tonight by both of these brothers. You know, let us seep into all corridors of the mind. You know what I'm saying? Let it become you. I personally want to dedicate this to, you know, some elders in my clan that are experiencing some difficulties at this particular time. Um, definitely want to send our prayers out to our families, our loved ones, you know, our ancestors. Uh, yeah. So, family, please let's get into the uh, preparation for tonight's meditation. Find yourself in a dark place, preferably pitch black. Find yourself seated straight, feet flat to the floor, back straight, on facing the ceiling, edged upon the on the knee, index fingers touching, thumbs touching, forming the pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth. Pulling the air through the nose from the abdominals, exhaling out of the mouth, eyes closed. We are meditating tonight to the sounds of Omni Padme Om, which stands for the jewel and the lotus, the perfect balance between the masculine and the feminine principle, or the hemisphere for that matter. Okay, family, and we will be back very shortly, and we shall see you on the other side. Oh, 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 oh,
Okay. Right, let's so do that. Uh, yeah, three four seven six three seven two one three five two three four seven six three seven two one three five. Call in with your questions. You know what I mean, and uh, we'll get right to you. Hello, brother Talib, and uh, the brother Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. Peace to the Houston family. That's family. Period. Peace to the family. Peace to their family. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I look forward to getting back to Houston and sharing the positive vibes with the family down there. Like I said even earlier, just talking about nature and, and, and the nature, the natural scene of Northern California, it reminds me of the beautiful scenery in Texas of Houston, which is a lot more of a wild setting. It's just magnetic, electric, and it's just... It's a beautiful place. Family got to get out there themselves. Tap into that grid to see what it's about. You know, it runs on the equator line, so you get that energy. Yes. So, no further ado, I want to go to the first caller in the call queue. All right, we got a caller in the building raising their hands from 225-225-385. Caller from the 225-385. Brother Shanti, I can still hear your phone. Call it from the 225. Peace. I'm just listening, bro. Peace. Greetings. I'm just listening in, brother. Enjoying the show. Oh, you said you just listening. Okay. All right. No doubt. Do you have any comments for the caller? I mean, for I mean, the I'm tonight? Just, I'm just absorbing it all in, you know, uh, I just recently embarked in a network marketing business, so I'm trying to learn more about entrepreneurship, so I'm just hitting home for me, so I'm just absorbing it right. like everybody else. Okay, I'll put your phone on mute and definitely let the information settle in. Peace. Peace. All right, let me go to caller from the 567. 567 
uh, his experience when he met this brother at the barbershop. What's his, what's his, what's his name, sir? Uh, brother Courtney, yes. I'm here. Yeah, brother, I'm brother yes. Courtney. My question in regards, um, is it like someday you take what you, like, the manifest what you're thinking to make a reality? Are you trying to get at? Because you said that you read a book and and title is kind of changed, I don't know, I guess your life in a way. Like, cause you were, you're a barber, or I don't know if you're still a barber, but you were at there met this brother and he let you find a book to, like, look at and it kind of changed your perspective. So my question is, um, is it something that, um, like, ideals to put into to reality or, like, something that, you know, we got to take our own, like, initiative to what we want? I don't know if that's a question I'm trying to answer. It's kind of weird. Well, I'll, I'll try to answer your question as best as I can. What's your name? Eric. Brother Eric. Mm-hmm. When I met this gentleman at the at the barber shop, he I was talking to him about building a business that mm-hmm. would totally revolutionize the entire salon industry. Oh, and in, the, and in the process of talking about this business, he asked me some particular questions. Questions like, "What's your management strategy? What's your leadership strategy? What's your people development strategy? What's which, which all of this? All of these strategies, things that I was." I was totally unfamiliar with, and I know being a barber, I'm what's called a technician because my business is dependent upon me to be, to be there in order for it to work. And mm-hmm. his question was, have you read the E-Myth? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, before you make any strides to building this extraordinary business, I want you to go and get this book. And when you get this book, you understand the perspective that I'm telling you about. So I went and got the book, read the book in Barnes & Noble's parking lot. And as inquisitive as I am, I Googled this guy, Michael E. Gerber, and I wanted to find out more about him. So I found out who he was, where he was, and how I could contact him. And that's what I did. I contacted him, and he and I had a conversation. And he suggested to me, he said, Courtney, Go to the dreaming room. You'll find exactly what you're looking for. Now, keep in mind, I didn't know this man from a can of paint. I didn't know anything about what to expect by doing this. But because I was so inquisitive, I had this this childlike curiosity to find something that I didn't know how to, 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 to get. And I get to this place, and everything that I knew, about business. Everything that I knew about how what I had been doing for the past whatever years was so opposite of what this book was telling me about, about what this this process was leading to to create. I said to myself, if this is my experience, this has to be a, a more other people's experience as well. And I wanted to use, I wanted to create a company that could speak to the needs of the people who sat where I sat, who were experiencing what I experienced, who were frustrated by some of the things that they were frustrated by and wanted to actually get out of that stuck place in their life. So 
I went through this process, finished this process, and just it just blew my mind. Everything that I knew about business was turned up on its ear. My whole perspective changed, not because these, this process gave me something that I didn't have. I brought something to the process that I didn't know I had, and all the process did was extract that quality, those, those, that, that perspective, that level of greatness out of me one week at a time. It's a 12-week process. We meet once a week, three hours for that week, and the, the session is intense. That's why we call it an entrepreneurial incubator. You don't necessarily have to know anything about business. You don't necessarily have to be a guy who's astute in business. You just have to have three things, Eric. Those three, those three things are desire, desire to be more than who you are, to do more than what you're doing, to contribute in the way that you haven't up yet to this point contributed before. You have to have the willingness to learn, and that speaks to your ability to be a beginner again. That's why I mentioned it earlier, become having that blank piece of paper and beginner's mind as a perspective. Because having... I have a, a two-year-old son, and my son knows no fear. He doesn't have a point of reference of what fear is. Mm. So he's, he's always getting into things. And I constantly watch and observe him, and it's my, my paternal instincts that kick in because I know what he should do, what he shouldn't do. So I, I may stop him, I slap his hand, may this, may that, but he doesn't understand why I'm, why I'm doing it. And I'm doing it to protect him. At the same time, I'm also putting him in a box. I'm, yeah. also, putting, I'm also giving him a point of reference. Well, I know if I do this, then my daddy's going to do that. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try something else. And he's so inquisitive, Eric. And that's how... We we learn. We learn by being inquisitive. We learn by becoming curious. And it's that childlike curiosity that fosters creativity. It fosters it it, it, it it fosters an ability to imagine again. And all of our points of references, all of our all of the lessons that we've been taught and imprinted with by the fears, concerns, and frustrations of the people who preceded us have put us in a box. And it's getting yeah. it's almost like it's almost like what I did to my son or what I was doing to my son. So now when I when when I'm when I'm guiding him, I'll say, No, son, not that way. Do it this way. So I don't necessarily allow him to completely explore his curiosity, but I guide his curiosity. And that's what happens in the dreaming room. All I do as a facilitator is guide you. All I do is take you through the process. The process pulls everything out of you that you already have that you may or may not know existed. And if you do know that it, it, it exists within you, I'll say that it's even more than that. It's, it's more to it than just what you know. 
It's having that curiosity, that willingness to explore. So it's that desire, that's the willingness to learn, and the determination to see it through. Those are the three things you need. You need desire. You got to want it. You need willingness to learn. That's that that beginner's mind, and you need the determination to see it through, meaning you're not going to let anything or anyone prevent you from doing something extraordinary with your life and the people that's in it. Because believe it or not, that's your world. That's the people who are in your life. Your life itself consists of a world, a world that you created, whether you did it by default, or you did it by design. You created that world. You have control over that world. And many times what we do is we abdicate our accountability. We abdicate our responsibility of our lives. We give it to other people. And we entrust them with that to shape or design as they see fit. And they do it. And we live limited. We live restricted. We live confined, if you would. And because we're limited, restricted, and confined, we don't experience that that fruitfulness, that productivity. We don't experience that fulfillment that we need. So I'm all I'm saying is, let's revisit the beginning. Let's let's forsake not what we know, but let's put that aside. Let's go back to the beginning and recreate this thing on purpose. Let's do something that has never been done in a way that will totally give us everything that we need. Did I answer your question, Brother Eric? Yeah, yeah that, that, seems, that seems very smooth. Um, I like that. That, that. that That's reasonable. I mean, I like that. No I, argument I, here. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I was sharing with Brother brother Ray in, in, in our conversation what, what, what I'd like to do with everyone that's on this call, is provide you with an opportunity to speak with me, one-on-one, at no charge. This is, this, is about, this is about you, and I want to make myself available to you. And in making myself available to you, we'll discover what the next step is. I don't know what the next step is. I can't say what the next step is. I'll just say it. I'll be available for that next step. Just uh, get with Brother Red, or you can you can email me. You have a pen available? Um, hold on a second. Give me a second. Let me um. Oh, sorry. Um, for everyone for, for everyone on this call, I'm going to give you my email address. All right. Um, let me. I got a paper. Let me get pen. Pencil. Give me a second. And right. after, I, after I give you this email address, just email me. And I'll email you back with a a time and a day that we can get together. We can sit down for an hour and have a conversation. Okay. Yeah. All right. That email address is Courtney C O U R T N E Y A as an Apple Bradley B R A D L E Y. The number one at gmail dot com. All right, say it one more time because you kind of went a little quick. That's Courtney C O U R T N E Y C U R T 
T N E Y Courtney. Yes. C O U R T N E Y. Yep. A as an apple. A. Bradley. B R A D L E Y. B R A D L E Y. Okay. At Gmail. Uh, Bradley one. One. Courtney A Bradley one. Mm-hmm. At gmail.com. Gmail. Email me your first and last name. Mm-hmm. Your uh your phone number. Mm-hmm. And I, I will get back with you with a few times you can select and you'll have all the instructions you need. Just follow those instructions and we'll just go from there. Thank okay. you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you. Twins, full name and number. Okay, full name. And yeah. Number. All right, and number. All right. I think I got everything. If I not, I just replay this whole episode to recheck back. Perfect. Thank Are you there any much. other questions? You're welcome. Are there any uh, other questions? Not really. I mean, that was the only one I tried to ask as thoroughly as possible. I mean, because I was listening and I kind of took my ear off the phone a little bit, just and I, I missed a few things, but I had to replay the whole thing. Okay, okay, so that that it came. That's the only question that I try to formulate to come to mind to ask. You know well, uh, I'll tell you, like it, it takes courage to ask a question, and I, I was I was sharing with the with, with the guy today. He he, well, he shared with me through a conversation mm-hmm. the thing that was holding him back, and I asked him a question because I saw it, and what I saw. I had to put it into words so he could see for himself. I asked him a question because he was he was he was thinking about doing something, but he didn't know what to do. So I asked him something real simple. I said, "What are you afraid of?" And he said, "Man, I don't know." And I said. That's exactly what you're afraid of. You're afraid yeah, of the unknown. The unknown, yes. You you are afraid of the unknown. And that's why I was saying earlier today, you can't get there from here. For where you want to be in your life, and for you can't get there from where you are right now. If here is where you are, Eric, and there is where you want to be, and everything you know has brought you to where you are, you can't get there from here. That means the only other alternative is to pursue something that you don't know. Pursue the unknown, because that's where the extraordinary opportunity is. It's in the unknown. That's what Trinity was was trying to tell Neil. Dude, you know that path already. Don't go that way. Come toward the unknown. Choose the unknown path. And we all know how that turned out for him. He Mm. became the one. He became the one. I'm saying to you, Eric, you might be the one. If if, if If you are courageous enough to voice, give voice to your question, I'll even venture to say that you're courageous enough to pursue the unknown. Mm. 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 Okay. Okay. I see. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, Phil. You're welcome. Let's see, we appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thanks. Peace. Yeah. All right. Definitely, definitely uh, see a hand up in the queue. I'm going to go and open up this line to our caller calling in from the 215 609. Call on the line from the 609. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Can you hear me? Absolutely, peace. Um, good evening, gentlemen, pills, um, everyone who's on the line. I came in super, super late, but I didn't even know what the show was going to be about, but I just heard, you know, uh, I think it was two different people speaking about different things. So I am going to go back and listen to the entire show. But I wanted to know, um, do the different gentlemen, do they work together? Like, I, I did hear something about the Dreaming Room, and I was able to pull up um, something on Google before my smartphone started acting dumb. But I just wanted to know where they um talking about how to, I guess, fire up your entrepreneurial engines, or do they, do they work together on, you know, a special project? I heard someone say something about healthcare and IT and so I just wanted a little bit of clarity and um was wondering if there's any way I could participate. Okay, absolutely is, uh, uh, go, go, hold on Tay. Uh let, let me give voice to, to 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 that. What's your name, brother? My name is uh E Manette. E Manette. Brother E Manette. I've been knowing Shante, brother Shante for quite some time. And here lately what I've been doing with him is serving in a, a consulting role with him, getting him to rise with the occasion that's presented before him. And that occasion looks like pursuing a path that he knows he's supposed to pursue and giving him all of the, 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 the tools he needs to do just that. And your concern or your question is you're wondering whether or not you'll have that same opportunity. Of course you can. You can have that opportunity as well. Just email me, and we'll have that conversation, and I'll give voice to whatever I can in regards to who you are, where you want to be, where you are now, and what it's going to take to get you to that next spot, that next place. Okay. Okay? I got you. Yes, sir. You got it. Shantae, you want to um, go ahead and take over, buddy? Oh, well, I just wanted to uh, answer the brother's question when he said he mentioned IT and, and all that. Well, brother, if you, you go back and listen to the show, but I'll give you the information now. Um, I've started um, or created a staffing and recruiting company um, that will embark on the IT arena the healthcare, the um, audiovisual production, and uh, the mortgage industries. Those are the, the four industries that uh, this particular company be focused on, and it may grow to others. And what I said was um, my goal by the beginning of October is to announce, you know, when I'll be accepting resumes because I will start needing, you know, will need a can executive 
um, staffing coordinators and, and things of that nature for the company. So it doesn't matter what region um, demographically you are in the United States. If you have a laptop, if you're articulate, you're not afraid to talk to, uh, you know, corp- you know, corporations and stuff like that, then, and if you're willing to accept my tutelage, then I can train you. So, you know, that would, that's what I'm bringing to the family because, like I said, my my purpose is to uplift humanity and create opportunities for um, for all people, you know. But, uh, but you know, in all honesty, you know, you want to first take care of your own. And I don't, I don't have a problem saying that. So I will announce on Nola Ledge first before I put out any ad or anything like that, I'm going to give the family an opportunity for those who feel like um, they have that ability and willing to, you know, accept my tutelage on how to do this because it is a craft. Um, I'm going to make that available for the family. So that's what I was mentioning, brother. Okay, thank you. Um, that that definitely sparked interest because I've been in the healthcare industry for about nine years now. So okay, and, yeah, okay, brothers. Okay, brothers. Well, you know, definitely keep in contact with me. You know, you can reach me at uh, Shante. That's S H A N P A E. Dot Finley, F I N L E Y at Gmail, and uh, we can have a conversation. Gotcha. I appreciate right. that. Thank you, brothers. Hey, yes, we sir. appreciate you, brother. Love and light. You're welcome. Love and light. Peace, bros. Peace. All right. I see another hand up in the call queue. One second. Switch this board over here. I believe this call is calling in from. 708, I can't see the first number. I believe it's 708. 717. Caller from the 717. Caller from the 717. Hey. Hey. All right. Let's look to the call queue. We have exhausted all of our options. Everyone with their hand raised, we've gotten to their call. All right. Uh, yes, were you going to say something? Yeah, this, this is Brother Shante, and I wanted to, to um, go back to Blue's question about the um, when I made the comment, you know, when you look at your business as a reflection of your personal life, and and I and I want to revisit that because also when you when you look at a powerful entity like the Dream Room, and um, and, and, and there, there's other things, you know. I'm not, I'm not here to say what's better or worse, but I know for a fact what it's done for me. The trickle down effect that it has on your business when you're not um, complete or focused, you know, like Courtney mentioned, you know, because think about it. If we are quote unquote overcreative and we have all these great ideas and we're trying to 
manifest these ideas, um, what happens is we we sometimes we create a fragmented product and we give fragmented service. And one thing that I feel that especially in our community we need to continue or we need to start upholding a higher standard. You know, a lot of times we accept um, lower customer service. We 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 accept lower service when we justify. Well, you know. Um, hey, it's a black-owned business, I'm going to support it anyway, and that's great. But I think if we're all these gods and, and we have all this information, all this tutelage, we should, we should have the, the most pristine um, business model out there. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be to where it's the most expensive model out there. There's so many resources now that's available for us to to make small, as Courtney said, incremental changes in our approach um, to our business, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about the customer, but that's what's going to sustain your business. And I just want to give the family some, you know, like I said, we talk about statistics and, and data and stuff like that when we're trying to prove a point when, a, when, a, when we're in a discourse where it comes to religion and philosophy. Well, let's, let's look at this. Why most businesses lose customers. 1%, the customer dies. 3%, the customer moves away. 5%, the customer is influenced by friends. 9%, the customer is lured away by competition. 14%, the customer is dissatisfied with the product. 68%, the customer is turned away by an attitude or indifference on part of the service provider. 68% of businesses that we lose uh, in our business it's because of our attitude and the way that they feel about the provider. And this is and this is from the American Society of Quality um, and Productivity Center. So you can look this stuff up. You know, here's something else. It costs between five and six times more to attract a new customer than to keep an existing one. So think about this. If your business, if your model is really a system that function like a weld oil machine, you're not going to encounter these pitfalls. But when it's fragmented, you have a better chance of encountering these kind of pitfalls. Here's another thing. According to research done by Bain and Company, companies can boost profits anywhere from 25 to 125% by retaining nearly 5% more existing customers. A 2% increase in customer retention has the same effect on profits as cutting costs by 10%. Happy customers tell four to five others of their positive experience. Dissatisfied customers tell nine to 12 others. And with the Internet, we don't know how much, <laughs> how much that can grow. So, you know, I, I say to the family, you know, those who are listening, when you talk about, you know, having a conversation with Courtney, um, you know, you're going to find that this process, this this incubator, is going to alleviate you falling in some of these pitfalls that we see on a day-to-day basis, and it's going to force us to hold each other accountable to a higher standard. Because when I patronize our people, it's because I truly feel that the product is the best. But if the other intangibles that I'm looking for is not there, 
eventually I'm going to go spend my money where I'm valued, and that's what it's about. But you can't get to that point without creating that model so you can exercise that, what's in you internally, make it become external. And, and Shante, that's, that, that's a great, 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 great point that you just made. It's, you can have an idea of how you want to do business, but if you don't have a complete understanding of what it takes to build a business that does what the idea is designed to do, then, of course, the idea is null and void. And impeccability as a standard in my world leads to that customer attraction, that customer uh, acquisition, and that customer retention. But you have to be able to build it. So building a business model, understanding what your your opportunity is, capitalizing on an opportunity by using a model, a, a business model that will enable you to not only attract customers, but also attract employees. Then you have to be able to attract suppliers. Then you have to be able to attract lenders. And what what comes to mind, I want to ask a question. It's a rhetorical question, but nevertheless a question. What comes to mind when you think of the word brand, a brand? What comes to mind is this thing called differentiation. And that's the extraordinary thing about each and every one of you on this call. You're different. You're unique. You're one of a kind. So that's something that you bring to any situation that nobody else can bring, nobody has ever brought, nothing, no, nothing that nobody else will ever bring because you're unique. You're one of a kind. And you take that same uniqueness Infuse that with the process that enables you to do what you want to do, and you have a world-class business model, an enterprise that works. It doesn't work because you have to be there to work. It's it works because you did the work of an entrepreneur in order for it to work. So that, that's the difference between being an entrepreneur and being a technician. A technician knows how to get the work done, knows how to do the work, so he just he just does the work. An entrepreneur takes that, that idea, conceptualizes it, and he puts it in motion in a way that it can grow, develop, and expand. And think about it like this. When you, when, when, when you begin your business, when, you're, when, when, when you finish, when you graduate from the dream room with us, with me, something new will have occurred. You will have in your hand an a idea for a new venture that you're going to provide a special service to a demographic of people that you've selected or elected, and you're going to have this business that will serve as a means 
to meet their needs and your needs as well. But in order that in order to do that, you have to first build it. And that that's step one. Building it, building it, building it. But then I'll say step zero, which is the beginning, is actually creating it. So before step one you have to be at zero. So you have to, let's let's create it first. And after you create it, we can then work together to build it, develop it, and launch it so way so that we can grow it. And when I say we, I'm not only speaking about Shantae and I, but I'm speaking about Mr. Gerber himself, who I speak to on a regular basis. And he's in, he, he's <laughs> mandated that I do this work because there are so many people that need to be aware of what this process can do and how extraordinarily effective it can be for anyone, regardless of their educational background, regardless of their experience, regardless of their inexperience. And I want to thank the, the, the twins, the brothers, for allowing me to be a guest on the show. I mean, it, it's truly a delight. Anytime I have a platform, anytime I have an opportunity to speak about what I'm truly passionate about. Well, brother. So I want to say to you guys, thank you. I mean, first and foremost, you have your first student for the dream room. So I need this more. I'm not going to say, let me rephrase I won't say more than anyone on this line, but I need it in line with those on this line that have showed up to receive it as well. So I will be in line, first in line for the classroom. Absolutely. And that's what leaders do. Leaders lead. Leadership, and you'll you'll discover that leadership is not an intellectual concept. Leadership is not some elusive, esoteric, godlike feature that only a special few people have. You'll find that leadership means something completely unique to you, completely something something completely different to you. And what leadership will look like, it will look like what it's supposed to look to you only through the view of the entrepreneurial perspective. And it's that perspective that changes everything, Red. It's that perspective that this, from this point forward, market in history, everything about who you are and where you are changes. Why? Because you've made a decision, you've made a choice to put your life on the path that it wasn't previously on. And when people look back at this show, whether it be three months from now, five years from now, ten years from now, they'll be able to see the extraordinary progression you've made. You, they'll be able to see the extraordinary progression everyone who participated on this call have made. Why? Because each and every one of you all, including myself, decided to make a choice, to decided to make a decision. And I, I always tell I always tell my friends this: you have a choice to make a choice, but your 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 consequences don't have choices. Mm. So if you're gonna make if you're gonna make a choice, make a choice. 
that gives you the advantage. Make a choice that will make the difference in your life. Don't make the choice that will confine you to the same circumstances and situations. You know, we right. always hear you know, we 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 always hear that most people are products of their environment. Well, I don't subscribe to that 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 foolishness. I don't believe that I'm a product of my environment. I believe that my product, my my environment is a product of me. Which means whatever environment I want to live in, that's what I have to create. And that's what you're saying, Brother Red. From this point forward, that's what you're going to do. You're going to create a different environment for yourself and the people you're serving. So I I commend you for your leadership. Blue Say again? Blue. 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 Yeah. Blue. <laughs> Brother Blue. Brother Blue. I'm so I'm speaking from that as well. My business idea was totally different than what I have now, what I'm engaged in now. I probably have told Courtney uh, maybe four or five different ideas that I started, and not to say that those ideas were bad, not to say that they wouldn't work, but the space that I was in at that time, um, it just wasn't present. So what you'll find, you know, is that, just as Courtney said, something else may um, evolve from the experience that you didn't know existed. And, and that's what's happened for me. You know, um, it's definitely been a, you know, I don't want to use the term enlightening, but it's definitely been a, I would say, in darkening experience because I've had to go into the depths of myself to to uh, define this and to, uh, like I said, have the courage to, to expand from that. So uh, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, brothers, you know, I'm I'm definitely very, very thankful that you guys, you know, had me on and um you know, I'm honored, you know, to be, be a part of this and I thank the family and like I said, there's definitely a lot a lot of information, a lot of useful tools that, you know, in the future um I would love to share, you know, with the family that can help them, you know, along with the dream room. There's there's you know, there's a lot of people have a wealth of knowledge and, and things that that work and don't work and that can be applicable. So um, I'm just excited, man, and and thank you, Courtney, you know, and I'll say this on air. Thank you for for being there for me in in a lot of distressed times. And, uh, you know, brother, we're going to continue to build. Yes, indeed. We have a few seconds left for the live feed, family. Matter of fact, that's it. The live feed is uh, terminated at this point. For those that have journeyed across the line with us into the after hours, welcome. Okay. Um, we will be concluding very shortly. Brother Courtney, I want you to leave the family with some parting words, of course. Uh, for those that will be following through and emailing the brother, meeting him in the dream room to craft those dreams of yours and tangible you know, ideas and businesses, kudos to you. We will have a follow-up show, I'm sure, at some point into the future, 12 weeks from now, maybe 13 weeks, give the family a week to the top of 
class has officially begun. Class is in session, as we like to say over here. So you you have hey, brother, had your introduction. Brother, you know what I'm brother yes. Red, Brother Blue, can I interject one sec before um, Courtney closes us out? Um, I did a show last night on More Science Radio, uh, Mortgage 101, for those who are looking to be educated on the mortgage process, uh, mortgage tools. Um, you know, it's a two-part show. I did the first part uh, two weeks ago, and I did the second part last night, and I will continue to just continue to go in. You know, that's my, my background and expertise. So um, very, very educational show. Uh, for family members who are looking to learn, who probably feel that they may not be in a position, if they're looking to be homeowners or refinance their home or whatever, and really don't have anyone to to walk them walk them through that process, um, I put some things on air uh, last night on More Science Radio that I feel would be very useful and helpful. So I just wanted to put that out there real quick. Oh, for sure. Okay. Shout out to the and, family over there, Professor Gabriel. All right. Brother Courtney. Okay. I'm here. Yes. It's on you, brother. I'll, I'll leave you guys with this. One of the one of the things that has led me down this extraordinary path that I'm on, my excitement about it, is I was afraid. So, but that doesn't make sense, Mr. Barrett. How can this path lead you? How can being afraid lead you down this path that you're on? Well, it's very, 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 very simple. I'm afraid of being afraid. And any time that I'm faced with a decision that causes fear to rise up in me, I take the opposite action. I don't run away from what I'm afraid of. I run toward it. In other words, I create my way through fear. Right. I'll say that I'll say that again. I create my way through fear. When 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 I'm afraid, I move out of it by creating. Creating takes my mind into a completely different place. If you know anything about fear, fear comes from the past. Imagination comes from the future. And creating comes from the present. So when I'm faced with that 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 fear, I create I create my way through it by acting. And that's what I want to leave with you. If I can create my way through fear, you can do the very same. All you have to do is act. Contact Brother Red, Brother Blue. Indeed. Absolutely. Contact Brother Red, Brother Blue, or even contact me at Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, A. Bradley, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, the number one, at gmail.com. Look forward to connecting with you. Have a great time. I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you, Brother. Peace. 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 Okay, family. Peace.
as promised. There you have it. I do want to remind the family one more time this Sunday, check out Cosmo Physics radio broadcast. It will be featuring the Dogon Master Julian Nettles Bay. Okay, definitely want to check that out. Uh, to the family that's in the Bay Area, shouting y'all out, I'm in your area. I will see the family at the uh, festivities that will transpire this weekend over at the flea market, Hyro Day, whatever, wherever else I am in a around the city. Shout out to the Houston family. They're about to partake in an experience with the brother Red Pill. Okay, we look forward to that. And to the KTL family, we will see you in the building here next Tuesday, God willing. I travel in love and light. May everything that you put your mind to become a tangible reality. All right? Well, those thoughts that you put your intent behind can bring forth. And we look forward to seeing you in the dream room. And we look forward to seeing you 13 weeks from now. You know, those of you who will have grown and graduated into these progressive entrepreneurs. With that, brothers and sisters and family, I want to say peace, love, 